This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. You made it. Welcome to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. This is what we're calling a bonus episode. And we're just going to give it to you. We're going to give you straight to the point here. This was the second road trip podcast we did following last week's road trip whitetail talk um this episode is not nearly as fun i, I okay i'm being honest it, it's fun but it's not as fun as last week's this one is a little looser we're kind of getting tired of sitting in the car and we talk about all sorts of shit i go on a rant i bring the podcast down clint gets a little pervy about his hunting show idea hey it is what it is so I'm just giving it to you how we did it. So here it is. Hope you enjoy. It's a ton of fun. Um, and I think any guy that's been on a road trip with his boys can kind of relate to the conversation here. And we're holding back on a lot of this, which is like even funnier because I know you're going to listen and be like, oh, I know exactly what they want to say throughout this. But, hey, can't blame us. We're working class dudes. Our wage brains are hard to control from time to time. You know what I mean? Like you just use a wrench so much that your brain just becomes wired like wage brain. It's the term. I don't know what to tell you. It's what we are. Hope you enjoy Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. We love you. I'm Chase Ralston with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody. It's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys. This is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Hunt from Bone Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working Class Bowhunter. Working Class Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. Working Class Bowhunter. Working Class Bowhunter. Working Class Bowhunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bowhunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from The Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like Working Class Bowhunter. Hey, this is Jules McQueen, and you are listening to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. It's really, really not that good. Good, 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 good,
What do you know? We're still in a car. Road tripping. It's a truck. We're in a truck. <laughs> Road tripping. Podcasting. <laughs> Made a wrong turn in Nevada. We're heading out to Wyoming and uh, going to hunt some bears. But we're not going to talk about bears. Well, you might a little bit on this podcast, but... We're just utilizing truck time to get some podcasts done, have some fun. So if you're hearing road noise, sorry about it. It's just part of the deal. Um, it is what it is. Mobile recording, man. All right, well, so we did one podcast already. Talked a lot about Dream Whitetails, Whitetails in, in general. A lot of fun. Well, one thing I wanted to talk about we were tailing off on is I wanted to talk about using scent for Whitetails, like attractants. Mm. And we've... I mean, there's not really anything that we haven't talked about before, but I would say that, you know, we've talked about it before. We've talked about fucking everything before. Mm-hmm. There's, I like talking about different people and different mindsets and outlooks and stuff like that. I'm going to go ahead and just say this right out the gate. It's safe to assume that I don't think any of us really use a lot of it in here. And by any of us in the car, we have, I'm going to go Clint Casper's in the car. What up? Ross Bigger. Yep. Is co-pilot now. And then Austin Chandler. Lord Chandler is the pilot. Holla. Holla, holla. And, wow, uh, hit us with a holla. Holla. Look, look at that. Bless us. Look at that. We got a cell phone going on? Yeah. Clint's what is this, calling. amateur hour? Come on. Um, does anybody use scent attractants in this vehicle for whitetails? I have killed two of my bigger, big ones on the wall with uh, code blue, doe and asterisk, well, the drag Drag, drag bags cloth. or whatever the fuck. Yeah, drag bag, drag cloth. Actually, it was one of those boot ones that slides over the toe of your boot. Oh, yeah. And it has a pad on the bottom. And I used the crick to get close, like about 80 yards from my set. And I climbed up out of the crick and put those boot pads on and soaked them up and walked in, walked 20 yards out in front of my set, playing the wind, hung them up on a branch. Uh, that was one, really. That was like a 163. Yeah, he came in glued to that trail. It worked like, no a, like a charm. But and then I did that with a couple other buck or another buck too. But uh, that one was the best one because he was on that trail hard. And no kidding. Yeah, it, it was a slam dunk. The funny thing is, is I haven't even messed with since since then. <laughs> but it, how long ago was that? Oh man, that was uh, that would have been like 14. 13 or 14. That surprises me. I mean, not not that it worked. I mean, I get it does work. Some people really like it. I mean, it, it you know, it works for different hunters and stuff. Like I, the point of this podcast, I'm not saying trying to discredit any brand or product or attractants in, in general, but I'm, I'm surprised that I expected a, a clean no across the board in the truck for sorry using attractants. Sorry. No, I mean, that's what happened. You know, it worked for you. Um, I know it, for a lot of hunters... It works as, like, one of the top tools in our arsenal, and I don't know if it's, like, a confidence thing or whatever that makes them just feel like they did a little extra to try and get something to come by their stand. I understand that. For me, man, it just got to where, I mean, if you add up how much money you dump into scents and then let them sit there and just dry up and fizzle away, it's like, shit, I just, I dropped, like, 200 bucks in scents this year, and I still have nothing to show for it. So I just kind of backed away from it, and if I feel like, there's a really good chance where I can cross up that buck on a trail uh, or, or, you know, get get to where he, I know he's going to hit that trail and catch that scent. Yeah. And I can get him over. Then then I'll probably pull that out of the bag. But 
otherwise I don't mess with it much anymore. Yeah, I get it. I, I personally don't use them at all. Um, I did back in the day when I was a new hunter and stuff like that. And I don't, you know, by saying all this, I need to clarify, like, yes, like we probably will have sent companies on the podcast as guests to talk about their products and things that they think would work for hunters. I think it's interesting, you know. I think people want to hear that stuff here and there. I'm definitely not going to overkill it. But for me personally, I don't, I don't like to use it because I feel like you're just putting out unnecessary scent where you don't need to put it. I don't know. Just let the deer do their thing and yep. right, exactly. try to intercept them. There's one place where I'll use it. I've I've got a little, uh, It's I think Scrape Fix makes it. It's called the Vine. Yeah. You guys ever used one of those? Yep, I have. So if you have an area where you want to have a scrape but you don't have a good overhanging branch, you can pop one of those vines in, and then they got the powder that you can spray on it. And it's kind of uncanny how long that scent will stay on those vines. But in the summertime, when I'm trying to get velvet pictures, if I've got the right spot, that's that's about the only time. Where I'll put some scent out and use it. Yeah, I feel like the scrapes are kind of like the one thing that kind of stands alone outside of like, uh, I mean, hanging scent by your stand yeah. type of thing. It's if I if I've already found a pre-existing scrape that deer are already using, I'm not going to mess with it. But if I'm trying to like create my own scraper, I put that vine out, and it's just kind of a way to get one started up. Gotcha. What about you, Clint? You're not, you're not a player in this game. I'm not a player in this game. No, no. I'm an odds player. I always well, feel you get like paid by all these scent companies. Let's I, just rattle I, them off. I, yeah, I do. I'm, I'm, I've got stock in a couple of them. Yeah, um, <laughs> right. You know, I mean, I kind of created Tinks. That's kind of my it's your brand. Yeah, it's 69 things. My thing. <laughs> now um, it makes sense. Now yeah, it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it okay. Makes sense. Um, got, I'm on to you now. No, uh, I, I just, I play the odds, and um, I always feel like calls and sense, man. It, it doesn't, it doesn't, in my head. Using those does not add up to odds in my favor. I think yeah. the, I think the positives do not outweigh the negatives on them. Yeah. I mean, one out of ten times it might work, but I feel like nine out of ten times it probably won't work. So I, it's yeah. my whole my whole gig is I don't want any deer to know I'm there, not hear me, not smell me, not yeah. see me. Like I'm just hunting a buck that's just going to come through casually and doesn't know I'm around at yeah. all. Yeah. Um, it's what works for me. I mean, I I've, I've, I have fucked with sense and calls and i've young bucks you know two and a half three and a half maybe even i mean i can think of a few times i've had i guess you could say a mature buck come in and like check the scenario out but as far as ever killing one no and i've had more big bucks actually hear that or smell that and like turn Skirt, and yeah. completely go yeah i mean like 100 mm-hmm. percent caught the scent hit it dead downwind and boom like they were like no way player we're not doing yeah, that so yeah. for me when i was younger i pissed with them and it's like i wanted it to work so bad yeah. I, I think sense and calls are the cool factor plays in more than the actual common sense factor i think people yeah. love to say i've got all these calls i've got all these scents like it's it makes you feel it's a good. gear junkie thing yeah like it makes you feel good that you're using this stuff and it like i think in people's heads it it ups their odds in their heads like yeah that's yeah but honestly it's just like turkey calls. Everyone thinks you've got to call, 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 call. No. If people yeah. turkey hunting with me, they'd be like, why don't you ever call? Yeah. Like, I just don't. I you, learned that like, hunting with Chandler. You just, you just don't need to. I yeah. mean, I, curiosity has killed more birds for me than calling yeah. ever yeah. will. Yeah. I mean, I let them know I'm around, and then that's it. Go silent. It's, you, you know where you know I, I mean? think calls come and play? I, I mean, I still, I, I still call. I like to call. but Last-ditch effort, I think you have nothing to yeah. lose. But, you yeah, I mean? I'm not out there playing a symphony of 
grunts oh, and you're bleats, not, you know. You're, you're not playing the blind call game every 15 minutes? Not, uh, not that aggressive, grunt, no. Why bleat, not? Why not? Grunt, I will throw out a blind grunt every now and again, but not like that. You don't go through the sequence of grunt, rattle, no, snort wheeze, no. bleat? No. No? no? Too, not a, really? Too much. All right, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be the dick. I'm going to step in here. I've, I've had a lot of success. Like, I think four or five of my big deer on my wall have came from calling. I've had some nice. success with Bl- it. Through. Blind calling? Not blind calling, no. I'll, so I'll blind I, grunt. But yeah. I'm not going to kill over overdo it. You got to be really careful if you're going to call on where you're sitting. Like if it's a high visibility area, you're screwed. You can't. You just can't get away with that. Yep, I agree. But if you're in a in an area where it looks like you know it's thick enough to where the deer can't see what's going on, I've had to be effective there. But it's like Clint said, eight eight nine times out of ten, you're probably going to have that mature buck circle downwind of you and pick you up before you ever get an arrow in him. But right, yeah. when I when I was young in the game, I I know my first buck. He went by, he went by me. I doe-bleated him back into like 15 yards and killed him. And then that I've talked about this before that the mad buck growl yeah has been a a savior for me. I mean that, that I think I've killed three or four big bucks with that call. So That that call I feel like it's hard for me to leave that call at home just because I've seen so many big, mature deer respond to it. So yeah, I always yeah. carry that one with me, but I use it very sparingly. Do they even do they still sell that call? I don't know. I don't know, but you know, I I've always thought that that call is effective because a lot of people don't use it. It's not yeah. heard by every deer in America. I mean, yeah, hunting yeah. TV. I'm not trying to be a hater, but hunting TV showcased south texas showcased iowa showcased buffalo county wisconsin way back in the late 90s early 2000s and what was greg miller stan potts everybody doing rattling everybody was bleating everybody was using the true talker yeah and then drury's come out with i mean it's like it's a people have overkilled it you know i mean it looks like on a tv show if you call Every time you call, a buck will come in. So these yeah. people get this this mindset they paint the wrong of type of picture for yeah, it. Yeah, and it's like I get it. You're trying to sell product. It's it's a it's a it's a whole season's worth of hunt down in 25 minutes. Yeah, I get it. But I think a lot of people have bought into the call thing, and they really truly don't understand. There's not a whole lot of calling that goes on in the whitetail world during throughout the day. Yeah, they're I mean, not they're just as isn't. vocal as what the no. call companies make them out to be. No, and so that, me saying that, like, I, I will blind grunt every now and again. I don't rattle that much because I think it scares more deer than it does bring in more deer. But I did rattle in one or two bucks this last fall. So I can't mm-hmm. say that it, I don't call at all or anything like that because I do. I think it's a good way to pass the boredom, refresh your excitement when you've been sitting there a long oh, time. Yeah. Um, I think for every one or two that you see, you probably scare about four or five. Those I would agree deer with that. circling 200 yards downwind of you and picking you up way before you ever even know they're there. Yeah, I would say that's very fair. Um, yeah, like going back to some of the scent type things you know we hunting is an industry and there's things to sell and whatnot i get it we're kind of we're a part of that in a way um but i'm all about calling people on bullshit too um which i think is fair and needed in some instances but so i uh my dad just signed up for sling right you ever done you guys familiar with the sling tv yep, where yep. you like pay for your channels mm-hmm, whatever mm-hmm. and he got the package with like outdoor channel and stuff like mm-hmm. that and Signed in on his account. So I've been watching some, like, outdoor channel here and there, which I haven't done for a really long time. I honestly have kind of fallen out of the loop on, like, what is airing on outdoor <laughs> you channel. you got your eyes open. Jesus. Oh. I'm sorry. It, it's, 
I went a little harsh there. <laughs> mark that 11-minute mark, huh? <laughs> My God. It's, it's, any children it, listening, turn it off now. It bummed me out. It's marked explicit. Oh, okay. That's why I only get to see your kids on the weekend. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it, it made me sad. You know what? I'll, let me say this. I watched a couple shows. We're going to get to it. But the scent thing reminded me. I, it bummed me out. But then I saw your buddy Brian Barney's show. Yeah, he was on hunting antelope, and then that refreshed me. Oh yeah. So it's kind of like we need we need to work on some things here, Outdoor Channel. Yeah. Going back to the scent thing, what I was getting to, I was watching Outdoor Channel, and they had uh, the and I've never I've watched this show. We've talked about it before, the for love or for likes, and it was on, and I'm like, all right, I got to watch a little bit of this just to see to grit down, and if anything, it'll give me some content, (laughs) just to see how bad Mm. it really is. Dude, it is the Mm. worst fucking show mm. ever on the planet <laughs> it is so embarrassing and all i can think is like there's people that don't hunt or don't know that might scroll through that and watch that dude it's a high fence ranch they're hunting on isn't it i, I mean i, I i've assume. honestly never watched it's a it. hunting competition never, but all those chicks could hunt really, their way out of a fucking paper bag i've never watched it it is bad I mean, man judging off of anything else the Busby's oh. have done not trying to be that guy but I'm going to be that guy it, it's probably a fucking joke it was bad cuz so mean, getting to it though like they were all using like the scent like wick thing dispenser come down you press a button I don't know if it like heats up or whatever oh yeah 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 and it's, yeah. they were just pressing that so hard and it's like they're just like spreading out their feed and hitting that button and it's like they're not even really it's it was just so gimmicky mm-hmm. and it's so like it's almost like focus on everything else but the hunting. It's a hunting competition. Mm-hmm. You got all these these women. I mean, I'd get some legit women on there. Maybe there has been. I just don't know because I don't watch the show. But I'm sorry. The episode that I had just watched the other day, I'm like, man, this is sad. It is bad. It's just it, apparently it is all for the likes, Matt Buzzbiss. Let's move on with it and fucking do something good for the hunting industry for once. It's And it, maybe he does. Maybe he's a great dude and he gives to a charity. But mm-hmm. I watched that show. I'm probably gonna go with a hard no. I I hope he I hope he proves us wrong and he does. But I watched that show and I'm like, this is really sad. Like this could be a legit hunting competition that talks about tactics. Well, yeah. How many women do we know that are true killers? You know, women that go out and get it done hmm. every year. Right. I can only think of a couple. Well, well, we we know we know a few. <laughs> They're out there. They do exist. But yeah, but. They're probably not the kind of women that are going to go out there and have their tits hanging out for everybody to oh, look no. at. That's, well, what people, that's what people no, want to see. All no. those women look at that show and the chicks on that show and go, why would I ever do that? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's like make it th- – that's a good platform. The, the premise of the show could be used to put out a really good tactical-driven mm-hmm. mm-hmm. show, and it completely like, dropped the ball. I'm looking at this. I'm like, this isn't really even about hunting. This no. is like a drama. Number it's one. a drama thing. Yeah. But you got housewives look. of the hunting. Dude, it's you got to look at who's running it. It's I just mean, chicks missing animals, hitting them low. I mean, Busby is. I mean, not like there again, not to be that guy, but I'm going to be that guy. But I mean, his whole life is drama. I mean, everything he uh, does is it's revolved around. Well, so, you know, and the show is basically. The more drama, the better. The yeah. more cat fights. It's not even like you said. It's not even about hunting. I know, you know? that's what bummed me out, but. The, it's like the gimmicky, the scents, and the feeds, and the all. It's just a product-driven show. You don't use the wild game innovation, big time rub lime slime. You don't put that on your on your rub. Your if big time made some shit like that, then I would probably <laughs> fucking use it. But if wild game innovations is doing, I'd yeah, probably wipe my ass with it. You don't, you, you don't put that green. My my neighbors, I, I'm not gonna. I won't say names. Jump a whole jug on a 
Oh, I've, I've watched them. Every rub in a woodlot well, that yeah. I could see had this green well, sign. That's why you're killing coos deer. And well, killing that's, 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 right. that's, that's exactly right. <laughs> well, Clint, take, you know, take some notes. So <laughs> Absolutely. That, that show ends, and I haven't, watched, I haven't watched Outdoor Channel for years, so I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, cool. Well, that show is terrible. Let's see what's on next. And it was uh, Viral Outdoors. Well, Matt Busman is on it again. <laughs> and it's like the worst ripoff of, you guys ever seen the show Ridiculousness with Rob Deerdeck? Which is a good show. Great show. Yeah, yeah, I love that show. Great show, solid platform. It's that show, but it's called Viral Outdoors. So he's like trying to do the same show just on like, it looks like he did it, I could do it in my garage on like a shit green screen, just promoting like crossbow kill shots on their show. And like some real like probably clips that they got off the internet or whatever. But And then I watch that, I'm like, what is this? What is going on, Outdoor Channel, man? Like, come on. They need to, like, yeah, that that's paid their, programming's tough out here. That's apparently. their top lineup. It was tough, man. And it bummed, it honestly made me sad. And then, like, Deadliest Catch and some random Western movie was on yesterday on Outdoor Channel. Not even a Western. Like, What a did old, we turn on last night? What was that? I don't know. That What was that movie that was on? Some random movie on Outdoor Channel, like, not even related to No, not, not even, no. Not, but, or fishing or anything. Brian Barney's show did... Yep, Eastman's Bowhunting, during Eastman's Bowhunting TV. That show, watching him antelope hunt, that recycled and refreshed me a bit on yep. Outdoor Channel. I'm like, all right, they know they know what they need, mm-hmm. but is it just that like these other people have the money so they buy the slots? Mm-hmm. And that's why they're like, well, we're a, it's a, money game. We're a slave to the money. Yep, it's a money game. <laughs> I get it, man. It's an industry. Like Money's got to be made, but man, as a consumer or someone that cares about hunting and this industry, and I care about you know, fuck the industry. I care about hunting. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to see hunting be the core of, like, the topic of conversation and podcasts and hunting shows. Like, I learned something from watching Brian Hunt Antelope. Oh, absolutely. You listen to his podcast or watch him on TV, you will pick up and learn. Yeah. And you'll enjoy the process of what he's doing and, and follow along. And you will want to tune in the next week. Like, Yeah, he, he uh, kind of reversed all the brain cells that I had killed watching the two previous shows. <laughs> And I was refreshed, man, because yeah. I was talking to my wife. Like, she, she's into the hunting part, you know, because she's supporting what I'm doing. But mm-hmm. she don't, she's not a player in the game. Like, no. she doesn't have no. – she's on the outside looking in. She's like, man, that's rough. Like, yeah. play – how about instead of playing Viral Outdoors, just play old episodes of Realtree Road Trips. Like, can we just do that? Oh, yeah. Play, like, yeah. play Monster Bucks 3. Yep. Like, get, the, get it off the VHS and just play yep. those instead. Yep. You know what I mean? I like, can remember back in the day it was, you know, Buckmasters and it was. Yeah. Play the Jackie Bushman show. Jackie Bushman show, yeah. Fuck. You had like Bill Dance Outdoors and I mean, Something. you know, yeah, I mean, just good give, old boys. Give me some classics instead of Anything. that garbage, oh, man. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, who's watching those shows? Am, are, am I missing something? I don't know. There's got to be I mean, people watching it. Yeah, I was going to say, people's watching it or they wouldn't keep, you know, but yeah. I, Here's the thing. I'm going to play devil's advocate to my own concern here. So this went from sense to just like, yeah, I, I see that. I'm all over it. <laughs> but I feel strongly about it. I, I think it's I'm interesting. Getting it. I think it's interesting, though. Yeah, it is. Is Maybe, is it good to get women, like your wife, to watch hunting? Is it good for, like, kids to to get them to watch the show? I mean, is that the argument there? Well, yeah, but what are they what are they learning from what, Yeah, what likes? are they learning? Like, not trying to be a hater, but what what are yeah, you gaining from that? That's a good point. I mean, what... what I are, put lipstick on just, and... <laughs> yeah, show Just get your ass, ass up I mean, and take them out there and do it basically for real. Basically, showcases that you need to spend three hours to put your face on before you go out and hunt. I mean, yeah, is, that, is, that, yeah, what, is yeah. that what you want to show? Well, that's why I asked the question. You know? You know, I know it was a dumb question. 
<laughs> and now I'm pissed about Why it. Why don't you take over there? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, you drop the sticks. <laughs> no, I, I, I see what you mean, though. Like, it, it, like you're trying to find a positive light in it, but I just I don't know where it's at. I mean, honestly, it's, it's tough yeah. to find a positive light on a show like that because realistically, what's anyone gaining? Yeah. Like, what are you yeah. gaining from it? It's drama. I, I, I realize drama Drama's sells. Drama's entertaining anywhere. Yeah, yeah, drama sells. I mean, look at today's TV shows on regular channels, like not, not outdoor-related. Yeah, it like the Bachelor's all, huge, and it's everybody drama. watches that. Yeah, yeah. and that's, the, that's staged, the yeah. whole thing. Yeah, for I sure. I mean, the whole thing is staged. Well, yeah, I mean, maybe it's like it makes it tolerable for your wife to watch hunting with you. I mean, maybe there's a lot of just, you know, I'm a hunter, but I'm not that into it. Like, I hunt gun season, I'm mm-hmm. service level, and I like to just watch Outdoor Channel, whatever's on. There's a lot, yep. probably a lot of people like that, and whatever. But, yep. man, I just think, uh, man, it could just be used a little better. I don't know. I mean, people might say the same shit about our podcast, but I don't know. I'm just... Uh, I think if the four of us sat down and came up with a platform to air on the Outdoor Network, it'd be a hell of a lot better than what they've currently got going. Well, yeah. yeah when I watched that Viral Outdoors, I was watching Matt Busbus be the host, and I'm watching. I'm like, this could be done so much better. Like, that's that's a one show that Steve could be the host of yeah. and do a much better job, and like it would be entertaining in a way that... Mm-hmm. Maybe that's how you get kids watching. And Steve's going to be so pissed when he hears this podcast. We're shitting all over his favorite show. Yeah, he don't listen what? to our, show, our <laughs> for, own show. Uh, for Lover Likes? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Steve got, dude, he, uh, he, he's told it, uh, I think, a couple times. He's, uh, one of the chicks was a real bitch to him at one of the shows, <laughs> and he was bothered by it. He goes, dude, all I did was say hi to her. Like, Oh, really? And she was like, I don't talk business. If you want to come talk to me, you come see me at Booth, whatever, whatever, tomorrow. And Steve was like, <laughs> caught off guard like, oh, okay, noted. And I think that chick actually deleted all her social media in the long run. Make Hunting Great again, probably dug her grave or something. I don't know. <laughs> it would be awesome to get his take on that show. Get him on the I, – I, I would love to have him on the podcast. Barney had him. He was on, yeah, he did, he was on Easton's he? Elevated. Oh, yeah. And yeah. It was, yeah. I mean, and it was a solid, you know. The guy's a boss, man. He, um. It was pretty, it was, I mean, there was a lot of good points, like, taken on why he does what he does and and, yeah. him, and not just him wanting to be a dick. Like, it's, Yeah, you know it's, I mean? it's hard to be the guy who likes to call shit out all the time, and I probably oh, yeah. fall into that category again every now and again, like, you know, Exhibit A of this podcast. But it's important for um, Indian, any industry. Is what it is. To have some people call the bullshit out. Well, it's also, if you're in the industry, a lot of it can be an echo chamber of just mm-hmm. bullshit. So if you have somebody that calls it out, you rub everybody against the grain of their feathers there, and then everyone's like, well, fuck them. Yep. We can shun them out. But that's that's why I go back and say it's, you know, this podcast is about the listeners. It's not about who I piss off in the industry because I have an opinion on something that's strong and I voice it on the podcast. You know, it's it's... <laughs> You know, if, if somebody in the industry has an issue with something we say or do or an opinion we have about a TV show or that, mm-hmm. well, fuck them. You know, because well, at the end of the day, our listeners are probably thinking the same shit we are. If not all of them, at least some of them are. We just lost four listeners because the For Love or Likes girls yeah. definitely were listeners. And I guarantee you after this, they're like, wow. Damn, well, we, well I just saw them and unfollowed our Instagram. See, exactly. Done. It's tough out here, man. Gone. Gone. It's tough. I mean, there's some good shows. I, I love hunting content when it's good. You know, it's... Um, like, it's fun. It's motivating to watch mm-hmm. good, like like Brian, for example. That's yeah. a motivating show. You learn from it. Like you can see how like the animals react. Yep. You see different terrain. And he's so um, passionate about what he's doing. Yeah. Whereas like on like for Lever Likes, there is no passion about hunting. No, it's all surface level, like just scummy type shit, you know. But 
what, what I like about the about hunting shows in general is you can learn a lot on animal behavior. Like, you know, we're going bear hunting. What I did the last freaking month is just looked up as many bear hunts as I could to watch how black bears like come into baits, leave baits, how they act when other bears come in, how to judge them, how to judge placement. them, shot placement, everything. Like, um, I don't, some of those shows you know you got to sift through them all and, and find what you need out of it. And I'm gonna I'm gonna get Austin and Ross back in this conversation. Do you guys watch watch a lot of hunting content like shows and stuff? No, not too much for me. I used to. I used to be diehard. I was always watching sportsmen's outdoors, all that. But uh, no, we moved, and I just never. I dropped Direct TV and haven't got it back since. I just haven't sat in front of the TV much at all. Right. Uh, well, you don't really have time. Okay, I don't have time. But that, and I just like you kind of said, Kurt. It's been a while since you'd watched some of that stuff. You turn it on, it's like this sucks. Yeah. So then you find the ones that you do like, and you get them off. You know, watch them. Watch them on your phone or, or whatever. Yeah, I, I think mean, we probably watch more YouTube than we do anything. That's where yeah. you can find anything you want. Yeah. Yeah. I've been There's, watching a lot of, like, um, Born and Raised, and I watch a little bit of Hush, and um, I just kind of found those. I mean, I know they've been around, but I just kind of watch a few of their videos. Talking and, about watching bear hunting, I watched uh, Johnny Utah's monster black bear that yep. he killed. That was a badass episode. God, that bear was a tank. Yeah, I watched that one, episode. too. He, uh, I like the way he puts his shows together. They're kind of like yeah. his... Um, the turkey tour video yeah he's putting his own spin on it it's very cool well, it was there was a like minimal bs in it was kind of right down to the meat and potatoes yeah it was yeah. good but showed enough of the enough extra stuff to paint the story give you what you need without a hundred hours of b-roll and then there you go then you're like wow all right that was cool I, yeah. i'd watch another one of those so i think that's um we went it went off being so direct like with the monster bucks videos where it's like shot 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 right after another two then Real to Road Trips came along, painted that other picture of the story of the hunt, the camaraderie, which I thought was great. But then it got so far out on one end where it was like that's all it was because of, I don't know, lack of kills or whatever. Um, and I think people got tired of that, and it's going to go, it's going to go back the other direction. Yeah. To the evolution of Well, I can remember media. Drury's starting to tell the story more. Before, that's like, a good like point. They started that trend of... The velvet footage, the food plots, the shed season, the finding dead bucks, and, and you know, blah, 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 and, and the yeah. whole thing. But I think somewhere along the line, it, we got too heavy on the B-roll stuff yeah. versus yeah. just, hey, let's let's watch stuff get killed. Well, things went so, like, cinematic when Heartland Bowhunter came out, which Heartland yeah. Bowhunter does a great job at what they do. Um, but oh, I think there's some too, of the best film work there is. Yeah, I mean, no doubt. And a ton of you know, and a lot of guys were influenced by that and tried to do the same thing. And I think it just gets elongated out to where it's like, all right, we need to probably let's do a Yui here and kind of circle back. There's a happy medium there, I yep. think. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's I like the conversation. Probably gets old after a while, but I just I just was watching Outdoor Channel. I knew it's something I wanted to touch on. YouTube's definitely got some good stuff. I watch yeah. uh, Skyler and Nicole, like yeah. Skyler and Nicole Richards, Skynet Productions. I watch, I watch them a lot. Yeah, they, they're they, good. They do some good stuff. They, there's a lot of like people like that that's got, you know, got a show on there and, and got a YouTube channel. And I mean, they're yeah. going, you know, hunts where it's like right in real time. You could follow yeah. along, and I think that's cool. You know, I mean, it is cool. A lot of public stuff, a lot of kind of DIY type stuff. Like I enjoy. Yeah. You know, and there are some shows that are still like that, like Solo Hunter. I like that. Yeah. Like Western Hunter, you know what I mean? And, and Eastman's, I mean, definitely fun to watch. I'm uh, a fan of that show. That that was that was yeah. refreshing to see, man. That made me feel good. Yeah. 
Austin, you watch what? You got anything that sticks out to you? Like the, you, your go-to videos well, or anything? Just I watch a little bit of everything, but lately I'm kind of getting pumped for this uh, this big moose hunt that we're getting ready to go on next September. Yeah. So I've been watching actual videos from the actual lodge, the not the lodge, but the lodge that we're going to be based on of. Then they fly us in and drop us off, but you get to just watch some of the some of the animals that we're going to be chasing up there it's pretty insane it's there it's i think we picked the right camp there's bulls everywhere up there yeah so looking for watching that. a lot of that on youtube and well we'll have to do since that's going to be such a big trip and that's september 21 right yep yep we'll have to do some sort of um some pre-camp podcast like gear preparation for a hunt because that's kind of a little even more unique than some western hunts yeah, yeah it's different. going to be literally you hear a lot of people say trip of a lifetime but that one's I don't know that I'll ever get to do that one again. That's going to be a big one for me. Yeah, for sure. That'll be incredible, man. That will be. That's a dream hunt for a lot of people. Yep. Yep. A lot of people. Where are we at? We're somewhere in Nebraska right now. We're we're driving across country. We are. Let me see. It's it's real flat. We're near <laughs> we're, we're near Grand <laughs> Island, like Nebraska. Nebraska. Grand Island, Nebraska. We are cruising so we're going to stop up here in sydney and look at the look at the big headquarters of cabela's yeah i think why i mean might as well right i think we should it's we, only 2 30 we've got a while don't we before we get there yeah we'll be all right i'd rather stop and burn an hour here and drive an hour later tonight take a little break stretch our legs yeah. get out and look at some mounts yep yeah what's we'll uh to- oh see so yeah we got a while before we're in sydney yeah I'm starting to taste my tailbone sitting on this ass all day. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long haul, boys. It's a yeah. long haul. Well, sorry to burn out the podcast, man. I feel like I brought the house down got, on the Got dark a little bit there. <laughs> yeah. He got into a corner. Kurt's getting worked up again. Shit. Well, I don't know, man. It's just something that uh, you feel strongly about. I feel strongly about too many things, probably. I'm probably need to take a I'm Xanax. With, no, I'm with, <laughs> I'm, I'm with you on that stuff. I just turned the TV off. I just... Yeah, yeah stay just, away from I it. I just don't watch. Yeah, I don't it's, even. I don't even get the sports. So you're saying I shouldn't have said anything about it? No, I no. think you should have. I think you just need just, to turn your TV off. Yeah, I just, I just, <laughs> just keeping it real. Yeah, just don't even watch it. Just keeps it real, man. Just yeah. keeps it real. Instead of trying to learn about it, just go figure it out. Yeah, get in the woods. I, I just want to make a difference, you know. So right. make a difference in this community. Yeah. But if you didn't watch that, then you wouldn't have been able to. Here's the thing. All I'm saying is that Clint Casper could be the host of For Love or For Likes, and it would be way better. Oh, it'd be ten times better. <laughs> They'd be on some some podcast farm a, in Ohio. That'd be an R-rated ordeal there. <laughs> <laughs> Wet T-shirt contest, and who can who can work out pole the best? <laughs> oh, I'm already signing up. <laughs> yeah. See, look at that outdoor channel. Where are you at? Yeah. I'm right here. <laughs> Sign me up. I'll have my own show. Dan, you want to crank the AC, boys? It's a it's yeah, a hot mother turn, back here. Turn it up a little bit. Um, we already got one subscriber. Austin says he's signing up. I'm in. Hell, he's in. I, I'd watch. I think a lot more people would watch it. Make him hunt for real. And <laughs> see, is it about for the love or is it about the likes? Where are you at? You here to hunt or show your tits? So do you remember the Maybe show? Maybe both. You remember the show <laughs> yeah. Dropped with the, yeah. the Kiefer Brothers? See, uh-huh. I think it'd be cool. To take, we just talked about that. We just five had the, or six, like guys or girls, yeah, hunting industry professionals, yeah. in quotation marks. Okay, you take them to a public land unit and you drop them and say you got a week to kill a bull elk, you got a week to kill a mule deer. Right. You know, you don't know anything till you get there. You don't even know where you're going. Right. It's all going to be off of woodsmanship skills, maps, just like an over the counter. You, you got or Onyx. Here it is, boys and girls. Hmm. 
let's go see what you got. That would be really In cool. In my opinion, that would separate cream from the top right there. Well, that's what I was saying earlier. That would make the show well, so yeah. much better. You're going to sink or swim. Yeah. And, yep. and it's going to exploit realistically how good of a, not only how good you are at hunting, yeah. how good you are at woodsmanship skills, living, like just, okay, like, Basically, you, you think you're a badass. We're going to see if you're a badass. Yeah. Let's 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 roll it. Mm-hmm. I think that would be very entertaining. That would be a really cool show. I, maybe there's something like that that we don't know about. I don't. If there don't is, know. I've never seen it. Yeah, I mean, that'd be awesome. Because I thought the dropped platform is really cool. It is cool. Like I thought that was a cool show, and it showcased. I mean, there was days yeah. on. I mean, I can remember. I forget where they were at in Alaska, but they went days without seeing game yeah and i mean like i've been there i mean yeah. i've went two and a half days in colorado and not seen a mule deer by myself after five or six days of grinding like i mean it was the worst feeling in the world because i'm just like wow but yeah. it's you gotta have a dedicated cameraman and hunter combo to oh, go out there yeah. get dropped and be living out there surviving yep. and yeah well i like that idea of a show i mean clint you could be the host and then you get I mean, yeah. it doesn't have to be all women, but it can be anybody. No, no, I'm saying industry professionals, anybody. Like, oh, like, oh, like already people that Already are people that are right, industry right, professionals right. In, in the industry, and it's going to be like, okay, are you just a quote-unquote industry pro, or do you actually know what you're doing? Let's right. see it. Let's that could almost be like, you know how there's like the North American Whitetail Championship, the bow hunting league type thing? Yeah. That could be like the actual, like, the series of it. Yeah. 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 You could do it on and whitetails. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that'd be and cool. I mean, I mean, it could be publicly in whitetails. It could be a mule deer hunt. It could be, I mean, whatever. But it's going to be a spot that no one knows anything about. Right. You know, it's not some farm. It's not some lease ground. It's going to be public, and we're going to see, okay. Yeah. How, let's let's see what you got. That would be cool. be really interesting. You would, uh, you'd learn a lot. You'd, I mean, oh, yeah. you'd learn a lot with the show as you followed it. That'd be cool, man. That's just, that's something that, that could almost qualify it to be on, like, Discovery channel you know what i mean and you would have you know you'd have a lot of people that would get humbled real quick on a hunt like that that maybe on their home farms look like they know a lot but you take them out there and it's like uh uh-oh right you know Mm -hmm. like uh uh, uh uh-oh check check your adaptability yep how you can actually yep pull it off I, i would watch that i think that'd be great would kind of be like the show that's what's the lost or whatever yeah i mean it would would be like a platform of you know i mean something similar to that what do they win date with me (laughs) what if they're all dudes (laughs) a date with me date with me yeah i don't know how hard in the paint you trying to go (laughs) no no, i don't yeah i mean i don't know like what you win or what you know but i just think that platform (laughs) yeah i think a platform would be entertaining and it'd be you see that guy kayaking out there he's probably Going back oh. into a bedding area or something. Yeah. Good for that guy. Ooh, from bed to bed. He's back in that marsh. Yeah. Back in that marsh. <laughs> He's heading back in. <laughs> He's heading back in. <laughs> Going in. <laughs> Swamp bucks. Yes. The dude probably some- <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Going in. I'm Going in. He hadn't slept in 14 days. That's how you kill him. That's right. Jesus. I've heard that. Stay in your tree. We really let this one fall apart, huh, fellas? Yeah, it's fine. I love it. Yeah, I thought it was good. <laughs> These guys are doing what we need to be doing. Fishing. Mm-hmm. Going oh, after some bass. Yeah, out here fishing. We're uh, passing a real big... Where are we at? Oh, yeah, near Grand Island, so we're... Mm-hmm. Grand Island, Nebraska. Fish for bass and cats. That looks like a good time. Oh, yeah. Crack a few cold ones, eh? Yeah. Eh? Float, float Fuck it all. Up. Fuck all, eh? Yeah, we're uh, we're hauling, man. Heading west. We got Danny Green, um, awesome guy, a big supporter of the show. He's 
rolling behind behind us in his truck. Right behind us. We were going to fly out here uh, for bear camp with all the COVID shit. They started jacking with our flights, and I got text notifications. Oh, your flights have been canceled, and then 10 minutes later, your flight's back on. And then we kind of all talked and said, you know what, we're going to drive because that sounds like a nightmare with gear and bows and get stuck somewhere in Chicago and not be able to make the hunt. And that would, so we said, well, take it into our own hands and we'll drive so we loaded up the podcast trailer and got coolers and bows and hell yeah can't podcast on an airplane couple yeah. of, couple of well, cans of bush probably. light back there i think yeah there's a few few cases <laughs> yeah we had about 90 cans of bush light which won't be enough uh, and we'll they look like ears of corn yeah that's cool and then we got like how many gallons of freaking crown you got in there ross oh i don't know what'd you bring a lot you bring three uh, Kurt's got a 175. I got a 175 and a fifth. I brought uh, a fifth of Knob Creek, 100 proof. Yeah. We got some mixers. We're going to have to stock up on ice big time. How's the alcohol affect you in higher elevation? Oh, we're going to find out. <laughs> we'll report back here later. <laughs> yeah. About uh, halfway through the week, we'll be gasping for air. No kidding. Hopefully we get some bears down. We can we can gasp for air, and it's fine. Yeah, right. Do some fishing. Get to go pick up some fishing licenses and... Have a yep. good time, man. Yep. Should be good. I want to eat some bear meat in camp, man. That's what I'm... Uh, yes, you do. Yeah. Bear backstrap, buddy. Yeah, good I'm stuff. That, it it's always tastes my, better in camp. One of my camp. favorites. Really? Yep. It is? Yep. It always tastes better in camp, you know? Like when I shot my antelope, we ate backstrap in camp. And oh, it's yeah. just, Ooh, another one of my favorites. It, dude, I love that. Mm-hmm. It, it adds a good... Um, it adds another, like, element to the experience, and it, you kind of feel... Mm-hmm. You feel like you did it the how you should you should do it. Comes yep. full circle. Yeah. How do you do that? That's a primal. How do you do that, thing. Clint? You just uh, pan uh, pan fry it or what's that? Bear the bear. Yeah. Uh, we cooked it over over the fire. We did it on a pan. I've smoked it. I mean, it's anything I with love, heat. Ross. Oh yeah, I love <laughs> what. <laughs> Ross, I've had like, it about every way. Sure. I mean, honestly, I I haven't had it yet that it's not been really good. You got I trichinosis? Mean, you ever had that? What? I'm just. Oh, I've seen that episode with Ronella eating. Oh, trichin- oh, yeah. <laughs> I got you. I'm following you now. Do all, do all black bears carry trichinosis? Do we know that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's scary though. I'm trying to get it in camp. Have muscle cramps all the time. Nice. That'd oh, be shit. fun. <laughs> nice. That'd be fun. I'll, <laughs> I'll cuddle you at night. Try to make you sleep better. Thanks, man. Yeah. You do that for me. Hell yeah. I'm. Uh, I am looking forward to eating some bear meat. I've had very minimal bear meat and what i had i just can't justify it as like actually getting the true taste of bear meat like it was give a guy my dad works with gave it to my dad my dad gave it to me and then i cooked it don't know where it came from don't know how old it was Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it was one of those it was a mystery meat at that point Mm. you know yep Well, I, think, I know that feeling of uh, this podcast is over, and that was it. <laughs> it's fine. End, ended on mystery meat. Yeah. The old dead cow that someone told you was a bear, let's end it on that. So let's get some takeaways. <laughs> Clint thinks you're an idiot if you use scents or calls. Check. Um, Check. <laughs> I hate all of outdoor television, apparently, except for Brian Barney. Yeah, yeah. He's got um, a big heart on for that. He will? No, no, I said you've got a big heart on for I, the, the bad outdoor television. It was impressive. Television. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, Clint invented Tink sixty nine. Yep, that's he, the biggest takeaway of the whole podcast. I didn't know there. that. Well, now you know. You sold it off, or sold it off? Oh wow, sold it off. That's tough man. I never yeah. understood what the sixty nine was all about. Well, buddy, you do now. And now I know. 
Hey, some industry insight. Yeah. It's not every podcast you can learn. No, no. Learn about no. the products that people's going to have to pay for this one because there's a lot of inside info. Like my new show I'm releasing, I kind of talked about that a little yeah. bit. What are you going to call that? I don't know yet. What we'll the brainstorm? What we'll the people yeah, decide? I don't know. Something catchy? Like Clint's Cucks or something like that? Something don't, cool? Don't, don't, do <laughs> <laughs> All right. There it is. And uh, Buffalo. Buffalo, that's, that's cool. Buffalo out here, road tripping. All right, I'm shutting this down before we get too loose. <laughs> Looser than it's gotten. All right, you know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'm the old there, baby, right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.